Informing America's farmers and ranchers, it's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Adams on Agriculture. I'm in Kansas City for the National Agri-Marketing Association Conference. And I tell you what, it was interesting here. Nice and warm yesterday, still warm today. Of course, the weather's about to change as it's coming across the country. But a lot of people here at this conference have been had been inside all day. And they were from parts of the country where they've been waiting for spring and waiting for spring. So every now and then, somebody would come in from outside and say, it's warm outside. And the word would just spread through the crowd. Wow, it's warm outside. Can we? And people would go outside and stand and sit just to be in a sunny, uh, warm environment again. And it looks like we're going to have another day uh, here in much of the Midwest uh, today that's going to stay warm and maybe maybe stretch it out a little bit longer. So what's popping up here or there throughout the Midwest? Depends on where you're at, but planters are starting to pop out. I was talking with uh, texting and emailing with some farmers uh, from central Illinois as I was driving to Kansas City yesterday. And uh, uh, one said they were going to try to go today. Another one was going to try tomorrow. So it's kind of that stop and start, that window of opportunity. That forecast, though, sounds like the window's not going to be open very long. So they'll try to get done uh, as much as they can in this brief window. Well, in the news, uh, reports are the Trump administration is at least considering now allowing the sale of higher ethanol blends year-round, trying to... uh, kind of reassure farmers about concerns over administration policies through EPA on the RFS. So we'll see if that comes about. And, of course, USDA is still working on ways to assist farmers that may be hurt by trade sanctions. And a lot of questions about that. Secretary Perdue appearing before Congress yesterday. That's a good place to start. Chris Clayton joins me now with DTN. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, Mike. How about yourself? Good. I thought that was interesting, some of the questions being posed to Secretary Perdue. Uh, uh, members of Congress obviously have questions and somewhat skeptical. Just how are they going to do this assistance? How, as the president has promised, to take care of farmers that might be hurt by a, a trade uh, dispute with China? Yeah, it's uh, an open-ended question. And uh, Perdue has been given back a lot of authority to... Um, make some changes on that uh, the question is uh, how much do you really show what's what's actually happened uh, in direct impact for most farmers uh, particularly in grains um, what's what's really changed the dynamic that says that uh, ARC and PLC plus crop insurance aren't already um, protecting uh, farmers in that regard um, might be a little bit different, uh, particularly with uh, pork producers, since you have a specific tariff that's already been set. Um, but when I we met with some uh, House and Senate Agriculture Committee leaders the other day about this uh, and talked about this topic, they were uh, they were pretty cool to the idea. Uh, not too thrilled about the idea of just going ahead and cutting out, uh, you know, individual checks to farmers, uh, one-time checks. If you're going to spend that kind of money, why not go ahead and uh, prop up the uh, commodity title, particularly maybe PLC payments or something like that? It'll be interesting what they come up with. And as you said, uh, there's there's skepticism and at least some questions how it's going to work and who's going to get what, how much, and those kind of things. Uh, well, you start determining how much damage has been done and uh, how do you... Uh, 
how do you uh, decide who gets what. It, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but uh, supposedly they're working on plans. There are a lot of questions more than answers at this point. We may get some answers today on the Farm Bill. It sounds like the House Ag Committee will roll out their proposal. Um, wow. We've heard so much about the SNAP, uh, the, the food stamp part of it. When that comes out today, there will be a lot of uh, reaction to that, won't there? Um, there will, but it's going to be interesting from here from what the farm groups have to say about it. Um, from what I understand, the only real change, there are a few tweaks to ARC, but nothing real tremendous. Uh, it doesn't look like there are any changes to PLC prices, reference prices. So the commodity and, and um, crop insurance changes uh, are very little in the farm bill. They basically hold their own. Uh, in fact, there's when you look at between the two of them, from what I understand, there's really no new money that goes into commodities um, and, uh, and crop insurance overall, except perhaps uh, more funding uh, and changes that will go to help dairy farmers. They might be the real, uh, the one real group that uh, wins compared to what they had in 2014. So when you look at it agriculturally, um, there's not a lot of change there when it comes to the commodity safety net. There are going to be a lot of changes, I understand, in conservation. And uh, one of the changes is that uh, they will, uh, uh, if uh, the House Ag Committee has their way, there would be no uh, more CSP conservation stewardship program. Um, and curious to see how um, what the reaction might be uh, regarding that. And what's going to happen with the food stamps? Uh, we've heard about, we've talked with Colin Peterson and the big divide between Republicans and Democrats on this issue, which still I, they've not found a common ground on that. So that's going to be the battle ahead. Now, that really is. And uh, it's, you know, pretty fascinating because when you get down to the core of what they are all talking about and um, you, you're talking about a population of about three million people um, these people who are quote able-bodied and no dependents etc um, they, they have a acronym for everything uh, they call them ABOTS basically but uh, they're about roughly three three and a half million people who fit in this category of people who are able-bodied but not working, and so the big battle is over what amounts to roughly 1% of the entire U.S. population and how much we're going to fight over what is going to be the actual savings by making, by forcing these people to have mandatory, you know, specific job training uh, requirements or something like that, and then how much savings is actually involved. And it's odd because they, they really can't even tell you specifically how many people this actually touches and where these people are located uh, so you can't tell necessarily let's say you know are you in a place in somewhere in rural mississippi where there just isn't anything for you to be able to do um or are you in a place uh in uh, a large city where in theory you should have a lot of job opportunities so um it'll be interesting to see this fight carry forward you know how much is everybody on both sides willing to drag this out to uh, to fight over a farm bill like this when we know that, you know, at least particularly in our dairy sector, you know, you're really facing potentially a crisis situation 
these folks need are, are probably the the commodity and the, the group that really needs uh, aid more than anybody right now. Well, it's a small percentage of the overall population, but it's a high percentage of the farm bill. Eighty uh, percent of the farm bills that nutrition title. So we'll see if they can work out those differences. Colin Peterson will be on with us tomorrow, and we'll be talking more about that. And of course, the Senate has a different approach in that altogether. So uh, even if it gets through the House, then you've got uh, what would appear to be a tough conference battle ahead. So will be interesting. Chris, as always, good to talk with you. We'll be back in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Chris Clayton with DTN joining us. So that's a look at some of the news stories today. Again, that House Farm Bill proposal coming out today. We'll get a lot of reaction coming up tomorrow. Coming up here yet today on our program, we'll talk a little bit later with Kurt Blades with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Uh, the uh, March sales numbers for farm equipment out. We'll take a look at those numbers, what they might uh, maybe give us kind of an indication of the ag economy. We're going to get a preview of the Farm Progress Show with Matt Youngman a little bit later. But coming up next, we're going to take a look at dairy in the northeastern part of the country. Tom Cassidy with the Ag Radio Network in New York joins us next on AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I'd wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or I'd feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. Well, when I invented my pillow, I wanted it so you could adjust the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not how much time we spend in bed. It's how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota with a 10-year warranty and you can wash and dry my pillow and here's my best offer ever get four my pillows for the price of one that's right get four my pillows two premium pillows and two travel pillows for the price of one order my pillow at 800-871-7280 and use promo code farm11 get four my pillows for the price of one call 800-871-7280 and use promo code farm11 go to mypillow.com and at checkout use promo code farm11 all right guys we're ready for our four season sunroom and daddy's gonna get a rec room with refreshments oh no we'll be sleeping under the stars mom what about the one with you know the fun nice try little bro it's a gym my gym hey grandma's getting her four seasons garden room weather tight and still like being outdoors maybe a living room oh no wait a family hub yeah no matter what the budget the season or the climate Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for four seasons now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-988-4477. That's 800-988-4477. Call 800-988-4477 today. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive a free DVD and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,000 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. 
And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-991-5852 for your free DVD and brochure. That's 800-991-5852. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-991-5852 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. We're in Kansas City today for the National Agri-Marketing Association Conference. And you heard Chris Clayton in the last segment talking about um, dairy being, you know, we're kind of watching that. What's going to be in the farm bill for dairy? We know there's some things already that have happened, some tweaks and improvements in the margin protection program and some things like that. But um, I want to talk dairy, especially in the northeastern part of the country, with our next guest. Joining me here in Kansas City is Tom Cassidy with the Ag Radio Network, Utica, New York. Tom, good to see you. Good to see you. Um, when you uh, hear the conversation you were listening Chris and I were talking about the, this farm bill proposal that's coming out and uh, what's going to happen with dairy and you know will they run the risk of this thing not going through over the food stamps part of it and risk alienating dairy producers I know your your audience up in the northeastern part of the country watching this very closely yes and very frustrated too the biggest challenge is going to do that's going to make a big difference it's really all about markets and we know milk prices are down Uh, markets are a challenge too i mean when you look at the dairy industry there we hear these stories about losing your buyer uh not enough processing uh in in plants in in many parts of the country i mean there are a lot of issues world competition the nafta situation uh, just a lot of uh uh what you'd call a cloud hanging over the dairy industry right now some real challenges it is in it seems like every day we've got to report bad news. So, uh, you know, that makes it a challenge too. I'm amazed at the enthusiasm still in the dairy industry. You know, we've been in places that weren't this dark in my lifetime, in my career as a radio, but also as a lifetime dairy farmer. So I'm surprised at how good the attitude is. The margin protection program, they've made some changes, they've tried to improve it, they're trying to get, now we're into sign up right now, they're, they're hoping to get more uh, dairy producers signed up. What are producers in your part of the country saying about it? They really think it's no good. I mean, they're glad that they're, they tried to do something, but they're disappointed it's just not going to be enough. So, you know, there was talk that maybe they would get some insurance premiums back that you know, had gone back into the into the government coffers, per se. Um, there was, there's just always this discussion that it isn't enough. Well, so there's the uh, the gross margin protection program. That's another option. And then we hear there's going to be a, a some type of insurance program unveiled later this year. So there are workings on some other things. But um, when you look at MPP, it'll be interesting to see. It doesn't sound like uh, increased participation is going to come from your part of the country in the Northeast. It'll be interesting to see how producers in other parts of the country feel about it. Right. And, you know, really, the smaller producers, uh, a lot of them took coverage at the very minimum level. So, you know, they had a $100 investment. 
pretty much anybody could do that, and a lot of them didn't. So, uh, you know, when, when you start looking at that, when you look at the costs of running a dairy farm, and $100 being, you know, pocket change really, it, it was uh, surprising that people didn't take that minimum coverage. And I guess maybe some of them feel like they saved $100 a year. So they'll be looking to this farm bill as hopefully some more assistance coming out of this to help them. Yes. And so when we talk about things like this, the big deal about SNAP and whatever might happen with that and the fact that it could hold it up, that's really frustrating because people really feel like it's just monkeying around. There, There isn't a big need for any changes. Maybe there should be some tweaks here and there. But when you're talking about 3 million people and, and what kind of effect is that going to have on them versus savings to the farm bill or whether or not we can help dairy farmers or any of the other myriad things that are funded, it seems petty. Talking with Tom Cassidy with the Ag Radio Network, Utica, New York. Well, I know that your producers are also watching these NAFTA talks very closely and we hear about maybe some progress being made, but we're not hearing about any progress really on the dairy part of it. That's a big part of the dispute. Exactly. And uh, I know dairy producers are afraid that when it all comes down to it, maybe NAFTA will be shifted in all the other places and dairy will be ignored. So I think that's really been a big concern because we're not hearing anything about that. What do your dairy producers want to see? I mean, we hear so much about um, that Class 7 pricing system, that level that Canada has. We hear about their supply management system and uh, what they may or may not be willing to do. What do your producers hope will come out of this? You know, they're really looking for transparency, and that doesn't seem to be anything that anybody on either side is talking about. So there again, that's another frustration. You know, we keep hearing about tankers of milk going from Canada down into New York. Is it true? How much is there? All of this information is hard to decipher, hard to figure out, and and uh, certainly, I mean, it's hard for the people that really know what they're doing to figure out. So for dairy farmers, and then, you know, you've got the rumor mill. So that doesn't help either. The dairy industry across the country is so segmented. Things are different in California, from the Midwest to your part of the country up in the Northeast. But you're really close to the NAFTA situation being so close to Canada. That's right. So, you know, uh, I guess it was last year, about this time, when we started to hear about the the loss of market for uh, that milk plant in Wisconsin, or maybe it was Minnesota, but up in the up in the upper Midwest, New Yorkers were saying, wait, this happened to us last year. But because we've had that closer trade relationship, it didn't become necessarily national news. And we didn't have as many farmers lose their market. You know, some of it got diverted to lower cost yogurt or some of these other products, but we didn't have more than a handful of farmers get a letter that say, you're out of luck. What is the situation in 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 your area in the northeast as far as production is there growing production in your area or is it slowing down or where's it at well it's growing but not as fast as it is in other places in the country so um, i think we had a little quicker response to the lower prices 
and we have an older population of farmers. So people in their 70s are saying, yeah, we're done. And so that makes it a little bit easier. Um, I don't know if easier is the right word, but it, it makes it so that growth isn't there quite to the same extent. Are younger people getting into the industry or not? You know, surprisingly, yes. Hmm. Of course, I'm getting older too. So you know, when I go, when I go <laughs> younger is a meetings, relative term, right? Exactly. You know, when I go to meetings, uh, and I, I look around, and I say, "Wow, these these guys are younger," and and women too. You know, uh, that's one of the other shifts that we see a lot in these family businesses. Is now we're not just looking at sons coming back; we're looking at daughters and son-in-laws maybe coming back to the farm, and so. Uh, you know, we've got that population shift, and I think uh, the Northeast farm population is a little bit older, and uh, I think maybe that has to do with uh, there were less losses during the 80s farm crisis, so that that smaller um, farm population got to be a little bit older. Do you have a, a labor shortage for dairy operations? We know this the immigration uh, labor issue is critical in California and even parts of the upper Midwest and dairy country. What about in the Northeast? It is a problem. And um, a lot of the Northeast states have raised their minimum wage. So we're battling that at the same time where the farm wage didn't necessarily get raised. That was exempted. But if the farm wage is listed as being a minimum at 750 and the rest of the minimum wage is at $15 how many folks are you going to hire for 750 not many so it it has really brought that wage up in new york the average wage is over $13 with housing included for most so uh, you know it looks like wages wouldn't necessarily be a problem but People, farmers can advertise for days, weeks, months, and not get anybody to apply. And if they do apply, are they even capable of doing that hard physical work? And that's always a problem. Tom, thanks for uh, sharing, uh, giving us a little insight into the uh, dairy industry in the northeastern part of the country. Some of the problems are universal across the country and even around the world in the dairy industry, and certainly uh, producers all over the country will be watching closely as Farm Bill proposal coming out uh, later today. Thank you so much. Good to talk with you. Certainly. It's always good to talk to you. Tom Cassidy with the Ag Radio Network, Utica, New York. Coming up next, we're going to look ahead to the Farm Progress Show. It'll be in Boone, Iowa, August 28th through the 30th. Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress, joins us next on AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Fastline.com is changing the equipment buying game. Fastline has just released its newest feature, the price comparison tool. The price comparison tool is the first of its kind in the ag equipment market. It's designed to help quickly compare equipment by price, make, and model. 
Using the price comparison tool, you can see if an item is below, above, or right at average price for similar equipment. Use this game changer right now at FastLine.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. We're proud of our new affiliates. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. Time now for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson from the American Ag Network. Soybean futures inching higher on this Thursday. USDA reporting a week of bumper export sales. The bean bulls on the July contract failed to support a close above key chart resistance at 1071 and a quarter, the high from April 2nd so far this week. An hour into the trading day in soybeans, we're seven to nine and a fraction higher with July at 1068, up nine and a quarter. Corn and wheat were backtracking in the overnight session. Corn now trending a penny and a fraction higher. Grain export sales said to be somewhat underwhelming. Corn sales of 895,900 metric tons reported by USDA at the low end of pre-report expectations. In the wheats, we continue to pull back. Nine to ten cents lower in Chicago wheat, 11 and a fraction lower Kansas City. Minneapolis spring wheat trending two to four cents lower. For livestock at the Merck, much like Wednesday's session, we've got early positive signs in cattle and in hog futures. We lost the gains in deferred contracts on yesterday's trading session. Cattle mostly trading for 117 per hundred weight in the cash on Wednesday, largely steady with the prior week. April live cattle hovering around 114.57, up a dollar seven, a dollar to a dollar seventy-five higher in feeder cattle. Cash prices for physical hogs expected to rise again today. We are rising on the futures board, 17 to 55 cents higher. The cash hog trade actually seems to be on a bit of a roll this week, possibly a indication that the market's finally starting to see some supportive seasonal fundamentals. Outside markets, the Dow up over 300 points, crude oil down 51 cents. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture, presented by the American Ag Network. I'm Rusty Halverson. I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over 5 million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our Freedom Quest program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. When credit card debt is the problem, we're the solution. Call Consolidated Credit now. As soon as you call, the hard part is over. Call Consolidated Credit now. 1-800-489-7204. 1-800-489-7204. That's 1-800-489-7204. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Licensed debt management service provider. Vermont and New York Banking Departments. Maryland 49, Oregon DM80031. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Welcome back to Adams on Agriculture from Kansas City. The National Agri-Market Association Conference going on here. 
I mentioned at the outset that with some good weather in the Midwest this week for at least a little while, boy, farmers are trying to get out and get some uh, field work done. Um, it won't be long, though, that uh, we'll be looking ahead to summer events. <laughs> that sounds so good, talk about summer events. One of them being the Farm Progress Show, Boone, Iowa, this year, August 28th through the 30th. Joining us now, Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress. Matt, I know we'll probably be complaining that we're hot and sweaty during the show, but right now that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think we would take that, wouldn't we? It's kind of hard to yes. believe that we're, we're just not that many months away from it being being hot and, and all of us being together out there in the sunshine in, in central Iowa. It sounds good. Well, are they able to, have they been able to get anything done in the Boone, Iowa area? They, they have not. Everything is pretty much at a standstill everywhere that I've been, and, and I'm tracking... You know, I'm, I'm always in touch with the folks from Decatur and then here where I am in western Illinois and Boone, Iowa and Grand Island, Nebraska, and it's it's all very, very slow right now. But um, there is an outside shot that, uh, that if this little bit of weather here holds, that they're going to try to get some stuff poked in the ground tomorrow if, if the rain holds off long enough. I was going to say, just as farmers uh, all over are getting anxious and antsy to get out there, I'm... I'm sure your host farmers are too, and and you from with your exhibitors and the companies you're dealing with. Everybody wants to will feel better once uh, things are planted and going, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we get we get a lot of help from you know it, it's it's a it's a really great team effort that that gets gets those field demo crops in the ground. And in when we're when we're in Boone, where we're doing Farm Progress Show, uh, the the host farmers are actually able to to worry about their other acres and. Uh, John Deere steps up and they do the they do the secondary tillage and they do all the planting of all the field demo acres. So um, they've got a 24 row high speed planter, so we can we can knock in 360 acres pretty quickly, just as long as as the seed is there and 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 Mother Nature agrees. I know farmers in some parts of the country are already behind, and others. I, I say this line a lot. I say it 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 feels later than it is because a lot of times farmers say and in central Illinois, where I'm from, and uh, you know the area very well, uh, by now many of them have already been in the field. So just now getting a little bit done is later than usual for them, but uh, fortunately it's not super late. When do you, as a show manager, and all that has to get done for the Farm Progress Show, when do you start getting nervous uh, about getting all the planning done, Matt? Well, I'd, I'd say I'm probably as nervous as those guys, and, and the reason is because, you know, when we're in Boone, uh, you know, we're planting a 78, 80-day corn, and there's just no room for error. We we can't when when we're in Decatur and we're planting 99-day hybrids, we can we can get to a 95 or we can get to a 92 or something like that if we start to get delayed. But when we're in Boone, we've got to get 78 and 80-day corn in the ground as soon as we can, and then it's all up to Mother Nature. So so we need all the heat units we can get on that corn in Boone. So um, I'm nervous now, but if 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 the date has a May in front of it and we still don't have the corn in the ground, then I'm going to be, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be beyond nervous. I don't, you, you've seen me in various different shades of attitude, <laughs> and, and that'll probably have me in 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 not a not a great one. Because that uh, when when you move the show up to August, the end of August, a month earlier basically than than what many of us remember from uh, years gone by. Uh, it, it's worked out great as far as farmers being able to come because they're not busy in their own fields harvesting. So that, that has worked. 
but it really puts you in that time crunch, doesn't it? You don't have a lot of margin for error because you want crops ready for harvest during the show. That is that is exactly right. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons that folks come to the Farm Progress Show. You know, it, you, you you can't get them to narrow down to just one, but but for a lot of the folks that come, field demonstrations is is, is one of the one of the highlights of the day. And um, you know that that's not something I can do anything about in in July. That that's not something that we can we can, we can make adjustments on the fly in order to have that corn ready. We have got to get it in the ground, and you know most most generally. We're trying to be the first corn planted um, at wherever we are, and and uh, you know we may still be, but it may be uh, April 13th sounds still like a pretty good date for me. Um, but you're right when we when we switch the dates from the end of September to the end of August, it certainly gave growers a better shot to come to the show. It, it, they're not they're they're busy. They're always busy, but uh, they're certainly not in the field getting their one paycheck per year. And so so it that was a. That was a great move, but it does add this little bit of stress here as we as we go into every planting season. We're talking with Matt Young, the National Events Manager for Farm Progress, looking ahead to this year's Farm Progress show that will be in Boone, Iowa, August 28th through the 30th. All right, um, beyond the planting, which is the big issue right now, do you have plans for anything changes, differences, or anything new for this year's show? Well, there, you know, that's that's another challenge with with permanent sites is we need to make sure that it's a brand new, fresh show every time every time it comes around. We don't want it to be a carbon copy of the 2016 show. And so, there are a lot of plans in motion right now. Uh, actually, next week we're going to spend time with the exhibitors and our vendors on site in Boone, um, making plans for for the things that are coming out. I mean, I know that there's going to be some some very important product rollouts happen. Um, we are in the, the finishing stages of, of coming up with a plan to do a really great tiling demonstration. Uh, there, there's a couple of other really cool surprises that we'll be able to talk about this summer that, that we'll be planning on next. We're, we're pl- working on the planning for uh, next week. But uh, the, the thing that's probably taking the great majority of my time is the big renovation of Husker Harvest Days. Farm Progress Show is going to be great, and there's going to be brand-new cool things to see. But... Uh, but you know, the probably the highlight of the year will be the the renovation of Husker Harvest Days. Um, you're familiar with that show, and between us and the Hall, between our company and Hall County, Grand Island, uh, we're we have all put together seven and a half million dollars, and the the renovation of that show site is underway. And you know these facilities well. And and if I tell you that Husker is about to be better than Decatur and Boone. Um, you know that that's that's a pretty powerful statement uh, when we wow. when we look at, at what's going on in Grand Island. Because and for those not familiar with Husker Harvest Days in September in uh, Grand Island, Nebraska, uh, it's kind of it's been a smaller version of the Farm Progress Show, but doesn't have the paved roads and things like that. We've seen added now to the two sites in Boone and in Decatur. So uh, you're telling me that those are the up kind of upgrades you're going to have there. Yeah, you know, as a as a bit of a show historian, you know, when I was just the farm progress show manager, when I was rotating around between farms, the exhibitors were telling us you really ought to build this thing so that it's like Husker Harvest Days because Husker Harvest Days is great. And and then we built uh, Decatur and Boone with paved roads and permanent restrooms and and all of those kind of creature comforts for a trade show. And and so the exhibitors then spun on us and said said okay you've done great with farm progress show now what are you going to do about grand island so it went from the one that the one to beat to the one that now needed to catch up and so 
Uh, you know, we made, when we built, built Decatur in 05, we made some mistakes. And when we built Boone in 2008, we made a few less mistakes. And now that we've, we've built those two, now we, you know, we really feel confident that, that we've got a plan together. And, and those guys, those construction guys have worked all winter long, even when it was, you know, wind chills of 20 and 30 below, they're out there uh, laying storm sewer pipe. But we're going to have uh, seven inches of concrete on all the streets, so the dust control trucks running up and down the streets are gone. We're going to have, uh, we're going to add 35 percent to our permanent restroom footprint. We're building an all-new permanent restroom and renovating another one. Um, better internet. All the power poles are gone. All new electrical distribution. Um, you know, we went from from trying to drain a tabletop flat exhibit field to now we have a 14-foot deep retention pond at one end of the show site with storm sewers running up and down each street to take the water away. Um, just, you know, everything you can imagine, everything that you've seen, the big, tall security lighting, better PA system, uh, security fencing so that those exhibits stay, stay safe all year long. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's, it's essentially building a, an all-new site within the footprint of what was already there. That is amazing, the evolution you just described in the show sites. For those of us that have been covering the show for a long time, and I've been covering the Farm Progress Show since uh, 1976, uh, you're right. When we were just going farm to farm and on dirt streets, that what you had at uh, Husker did seem like a state-of-the-art compared to that. So, But now, with <laughs> it's funny how that's flipped around, and now that was behind, so now you're bringing it up to state-of-the-art then. Yeah, it, you know, we're this will be the tenth year coming to Boone for the Farm Progress Show, and we've been going, you know, over ten years to Decatur. So, even those show sites are starting to get a little bit of age to them. Yeah. But uh, you know, when you think about about Husker Harvest Days, how it was built in 1978, it's certainly the one on the on the roster that that needed to needed to go away. The the power poles were 40 years old, and those things have a 40 year lifespan. So it was it was time to do something, and and we're we're just awfully excited about about the potential for that site because it's it's going to be it, it will be the state of the art uh, L, you know all of our security lighting will now be led lighting and just all those nice little details that uh that we're able to do when when you when you get really serious about it and just do it all at once well they'll be here before we know it uh, the farm progress show boone iowa august 28th through the 30th husker harvest days grand island nebraska what are the dates in september for husker September 11th, 12th, and 13th. So that that one's that one's just two weeks right after Farm Progress Show. Uh, hoping to do a, kind of a special event to kick off the the new show site and have a bit of a of a celebration or a or a, a recognition of of the show opening on September 11th. Um, that 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 event happened during when Husker Harvest Days was going on. So we're going to have a little bit of a, a special event around that as well. All right, Matt, we will stay in touch throughout the course of the year as we head towards uh, the two big shows coming up later in the year. Thanks a lot. Good to talk with you. Great, Mike. Thank you. Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress, looking ahead to uh, both Farm Progress Show and Husker Harvest Days later this year. Coming up next, Kurt Blades with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. We'll look at farm equipment sales for the month of March, what they tell us about the ag economy next on AOA, Adams on Agriculture. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. 
If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic Adjustable Beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic Beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic Adjustable bed so if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep call now for prices and information and then decide when you see how little they cost discover craftmatic for less up to 50 percent less than today's leading memory foam brand call 1-800-318-7903 that's 1-800-318-7903 1-800-318-7903 call now if you or your family love the freedom of swimming any time of year if you love sharing good times and making great memories, or if you want one of the best total body workouts ever, then it's time to discover the three C's of your very own endless pool. The first C is convenience. Imagine swimming year-round in your own private swimming pool, installed indoors or out, just steps away. The second C is comfort. With sculpted spa seats and your own adjustable temperature, you can easily escape the stress of your day. And the third C is cost. Your endless pool is an affordable luxury at a fraction of the cost of a regular pool. And here's a bonus C, choice. Because when you call for your free endless pool idea kit, you'll receive information on our full line of pools to suit your budget and location. Call now for your free information, 800-717-0734, 800-717-0734. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I'd wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or I'd feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. Well, when I invented my pillow, I wanted it so you could adjust the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not how much time we spend in bed, it's how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota. I have a 10 year warranty and you can wash and dry my pillow. And here's my best offer ever get four my pillows for the price of one. That's right, get four my pillows. Two premium pillows and two travel pillows for the price of one. Order my pillow at 800 871 7280 and use promo code FARM11. Get four my pillows for the price of one. Call 800 871 7280 and use promo code FARM11. Go to mypillow.com and at checkout, use promo code FARM11. I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over 5 million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our Freedom Quest program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. When credit card debt is the problem, we're the solution. Call Consolidated Credit now. As soon as you call, the hard part is over. Call Consolidated Credit now. 1-800-489-7204. 1-800-489-7204. That's 1-800-489-7204. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Licensed debt management service provider, Vermont and New York Banking Departments, Maryland 49, Oregon DM80031. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. 
If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-318-7903. That's 1-800-318-7903. 1-800-318-7903. Call now. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. A lot of ways to look at uh, how to gauge the ag economy and whether we're seeing any improvements, any pullout from uh, the uh, downturn we've had. Uh, One of the things we look at, equipment sales. And joining us now to talk about the latest numbers from March, Kurt Blades, who is Senior Vice President, Ag Services for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Kurt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mike. Looks like kind of a mixed uh, mixed bag from uh, March when we look at the sales numbers. It's yeah, mixed bag is the correct way to say it. Or we could also say that it's it's pretty flat when you look overall uh, at at, uh, at tractor sales. I mean, overall unit sales March year over year. Um, you know, this time last year we're about four percent up, but if you look year to date March where we were this time, we're essentially flat. Uh, where that changes a little bit is when we start talking about bigger horsepowers and we start talking, you know, there was some decline in that, there was some decline in, uh, in self-propelled combines. But overall, it's, it's just been pretty flat, uh, you know, year over year. And I guess that's, that's not a bad thing considering there's some other forces at play here. So total U.S. two-wheel drive tractor sales gained 4% compared to a year ago, but four-wheel drive tractor sales dropped 5%, right? Correct, correct. And, and you know, one thing to, t- to keep in mind when we look at those numbers, especially on a percentage basis, there's a whole lot more two-wheel drive tractors sold uh, in the U.S. than there are four-wheel drive tractors. So when we talk total units, obviously the, uh, the smaller two-wheel drive units, uh, you know, a, a percentage change in those amounts for a much bigger uh, number. Self-propelled combine sales declined 20%. What's your take on that? You know, it's, it's timing. I mean, combines, you know, were, were strong the month before. We're still year over year about 4% above where we were last year. So it seems like, you know, combine sales, especially when we're talking about, you know, a March combine sale, there's all kinds of things that could they could come into into play there, whether it's you know, a particular interest in tax situation or or somebody's wanting to hide some income somewhere or, or things like that. So combine sales for the for the spring, I mean I don't I don't want to put too much weight on those just yet. Uh, when we look at it quarterly, uh, you know, obviously we're up four percent year over year on combine sales, so I'd say that's still a pretty good thing. So when we look at the 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 factors that influence these sales, uh Many of the stories we've been covering here on Adams and Agriculture. Let's start on the uh, on part of it that 
I know you're hopeful is going to give you a boost, and that is tax reform. How do you see that impacting sales this year? Well, I'll tell you what. It, I think last time we were on the phone, Mike, we were uh, you know, so optimistic about what the tax reform was going to mean for the, for the machinery business because there were so many goodies in that tax bill um, that would help farmers and help manufacturers and just help that, that, help that business. Uh, you know, since then, the, the focus has switched from, you know, the positive tax reform to we have the, the potential for some, for some trade jockeying, and that, uh, that's causing a lot of people to be just a little bit nervous, certainly those of us in the farm community where we don't know for sure whether our, uh, whether our soybean prices are going to be good or whether they're going to be in the tank, and same way with corn prices. So, yeah, you, you know, it, it does sort of take some of the bloom off of that rose a little bit that we were, you know, so excited about for, for tax reform. But having said that, yeah, I'm still, you know, remain optimistic. Our members still remain optimistic that, that uh, you know, this that the, the floor was met, you know, a, a little while ago. And so, you know, everything that, uh, you know, the demand that's happening right now is replacement demand, which is pretty stable, and that, you know, uh, all the optimism, all of the planning numbers are showing that, hey, this is this is still going to be a solid year and optimistic for uh, for what the, the years, uh, the next couple of years have, to, have in store. Of course, on the other side, the concerns that we've been, uh, the stories we've been covering so much here the last few days, trade dispute with China, what's going to happen with the RFS, what's even going to happen with the Farm Bill, all these impact the sales as well. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. I mean, say, buying equipment is a business decision, but there's also, you know, the the ability to uh, to, to perhaps prolong that decision if the, if the market forces don't feel right on your individual situation. So I think we see a little bit of that in play. But you know, it's kind of like I said, we're we feel like we're in a replacement market right now, so that becomes a little bit more true demand driven and and maybe even less impacted by some of those unknown factors because. You know, as as uh, as dirt begins to turn, farmers begin to realize that hey, it's time for me to make a little bit of change with my equipment. Or I I had already deferred one year; I really can't afford to defer my my purchase another year. Let's go ahead and do that now. So, and and the manufacturers' uh, kind of planning numbers are reflecting that as well. And of course, Kurt, so much of this has to do with mood and attitude, and whether they're optimistic or or pessimistic and what we've seen with these news events how it's the market reaction to them and so day to day that 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 mood or attitude can really change you, you bet you bet well and that's you know one thing is kind of important to note uh, we are we are not in a trade war there's negotiations going on right now none of the you know there's been proposals of tariffs but nothing's necessarily you know come into play in a major way right now so i think there is a little bit of jockeying for jockeying for position, and I think there's just some interesting stuff happening in the news. And I think the the cooler heads continue to sort of read through those headlines and say, you know what, this is this this could, you know, this this should uh, all ultimately end up good. Uh, and I think you know our our, uh, our president and uh, Secretary Vag both come out very strong uh, in support of farmers and saying, hey, you know, the last thing we ever want to have happen is for farmers to be the be the uh, the ones that, that that are hurt the most from potential trade war, and at least we get all kinds of indications that the farm community is going to be protected in some way, shape, or form. So I think that's you know when you when you think of how this all adds together, whether it's a trade negotiation or tax reform or as you mentioned the farm bill, you, know, you could argue that uh, 
you know some of the some of the activities by the various uh, uh, farmer organizations and and those of us uh, those of you in the media that have, have kind of squawked a little bit about this I think could have a positive impact on the on the farm bill as well and maybe even help with the negotiations of that to become uh, a little bit more favorable to the farm community. All right, Kurt, thanks. We'll check in next month when we have more numbers to look at and then see if uh, uh, we see any improvement or not at that time. Thanks for being with us. Hey, we're going to see you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay, Kurt Blades, he's Senior Vice President, Ag Services for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. So coming up tomorrow, lots of reaction to the House Farm Bill proposal, and we'll be talking trade with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association as well. Hope you'll join us right here on AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Have a great day, everyone. Fastline.com is changing the equipment buying game. FastLine has just released its newest feature, the Price Comparison Tool. The Price Comparison Tool is the first of its kind in the ag equipment market. It's designed to help quickly compare equipment by price, make, and model. Using the Price Comparison Tool, you can see if an item is below, above, or right at average price for similar equipment. Use this game changer right now at FastLine.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. The call and the information are free. Call 800-352-1402. That's 800-352-1402. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is Mobile Help, America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with Mobile Help, you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button. I press the button, and lo and behold, the emergency came within minutes. Mobile Help did save my life. No question about that. Call Mobile Help now for a free color brochure. We'll send you everything you need, including the base station, the patented mobile device, the waterproof pendant and wrist button. You can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help. Call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial. There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your plan purchase. Remember, mobile help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free mobile help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137. 